Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Pat's Podcast. I know everyone has been tensely awaiting this moment. Um, We have so much content available that we've decided to go back to the basics in the beginning and interview once again John Sepulveda, the owner of Feast. Now this will be weird because I've promised myself this is the last time I'll say the word Feast during this podcast because we're here to talk about something else. And John, why don't you tell the listeners what we're here to talk about? Well, Pat, thank you for having me back. Uh, the first repeat guest in the in the uh, illustrious run of Pat's podcast. Um, but I feel like I probably had one of the, the... I feel like I had a top five podcast for you. So I understand me. I'm not, I'm not here to discuss numbers, <laughs> but uh, sure, sure, we'll go with that. Uh, so in addition to my uh, exploits at Feast, which we talked about last time, I am also involved in the world of professional wrestling. We touched on it a little bit, but I can go a little bit more in depth with you um, because we actually have a huge show coming up. You have a huge show coming up? It must be far away where my listeners could never get to, John. It is at 6 Main Street in East Greenwich, Rhode Island at Varnum Armory uh, on Sunday, September, or Sunday, February wow. the 24th. Uh, doors open at 3, bell time is 4. Uh, for Beyond Wrestling Presents Destination Uncharted Territory, the Treasure Hunt Tournament. Holy mackerel. That is so much dorky goodness to unpack. Let's start again. Beyond Wrestling. Tell me about that. So, Beyond Wrestling is an independent wrestling organization that's been in existence uh, since 2009. So, it's a decade-old promotion that's always kind of existed in the Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York kind of part of the country, doing some WrestleMania weekend shows in in, uh, hosting cities and things like that, and working with a laundry list of the best wrestlers who have ever lived before anybody knew their name. Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, um, Colt Cabana, Matt Riddle. If you look at NXT or WWE now, so many of the top performers got their start in Beyond Wrestling. It's the greatest wrestling organization that most people haven't heard of. And has an amazing underground cult following that we're now trying to expand to a larger audience. I think I want you to start selling me more as a lawyer because, wow, you are an amazing hype man. (laughs) But now I am ready. Tell me, I see the uh, poster for the show that's coming up Sunday, February 24th, starting, doors open at 3, and the wrestling starts at 4. But tell me what's going on at this show. So... For anybody who's a a fan of WWE, they have an event called the Money in the Bank, and this is kind of Beyond's version of that. Um, They're going into, in April, they start a weekly uh, television show uh, from Worcester, Massachusetts. And what we're doing is we're doing the bigger shows around them. So I I hate to compare it to WWE because, quite frankly, it's it's not. it's, It's so much more. Uh, but that's pretty much the benchmark that people go based off of. So this would be one of their bigger events. So like what what they would consider to be like a pay-per-view type of event or just, you know, it's a bigger event that's going to be broadcast um, on demand at independent wrestling TV. 
or independentwrestling.tv, and it's going to be a tournament with the winner getting a treasure chest. The contents of that treasure chest will be a medallion. That medallion grants the holder a title shot, similar to how a Money in the Bank briefcase would grant the holder a title shot. Who is the current uh, title holder for Beyond Wrestling? So Beyond Wrestling doesn't actually have any titles, but Independent Wrestling TV does. Okay. So that's a traveling champion. He defends his title in Beyond and in uh, uh, Game Changer and uh, Limitless and all sorts of promotions throughout the country. Um, Beyond hosts the majority of, of his title defenses. It's a gentleman who actually wrestled here in the parking lot when we did Feast Championship Wrestling. So he's a Feast Championship Wrestling veteran. His name is Orange Cassidy. And if you've never heard of him, do yourself a favor and find out about him because he's fantastic. Okay. Uh, I was there for that event. I don't remember seeing him there. He wrestled I... Colt Cabana. Oh, wow. That's we. I saw Colt Cabana there. You know what? I got there late. So it must have been one of the earlier matches prior to you taking the stage. Yeah, it opened the show. Oh. Well, <laughs> well some of us have jobs, and we have to work, and I was working that day. Um, all right, now, it's my understanding that for listeners of this podcast, say the first five people that like the podcast on Anchor or whatever uh, platform they listen on, that they can get something special that day. Uh, so the first five people who like the Anchor Podcast can get a free ticket for the show. Wow. Well, that's quite an offer. And how much are tickets for those people who are not lucky enough to be one of the first five people? So VIP tickets are $25, but there's only three of those left, so those will be sold out by tomorrow. So depending on when this podcast hits the airwaves, those might be gone. In general, admission tickets are $15, and there's still plenty of those left. There's a lengthy editing process, so this is going to be up about three months from now, <laughs> so sometime over the summer. No, it'll be as soon as we're done, I'll hit broadcast, and then it'll be on. Um, what does the VIP experience get you? A chair. You get to sit down throughout the event is pretty much what it gets you. So <laughs> That's for the lazy fan. I like that. So one of the great things about Beyond Wrestling is the atmosphere that it brings um, fans get directly against the ring through most of it to where you can actually touch the ring and and there's no barriers between you and the entertainment. It's like an almost like an interactive show um, where you'll be close enough to get you know sweat in your face if if it flies wow. out. It's very interactive, That's... very cool, but also very safe. Um, but there is a VIP section for people who just want to take a load off and don't mind spending a little bit more for it. Uh, we're toying around with packages in the future that might come with uh, some a goodie bag or a commemorative chair, things like that. Uh, we have lots of great ideas. Uh, for now, there's only a $10 price difference, and for that 10 bucks, you get to sit down. There you go. I don't mind sitting down during wrestling events. Um, one, of the, one of the other things that people who know about the event have asked me, and obviously I don't know anything about it, but what age range would you recommend for fan bases? Uh, one gentleman wanted to bring his six-year-old, and I said there would be just too much of a learning curve at that point. But I would say that a Beyond Wrestling show is probably rated PG-13. Nothing that you're going to see there is going to be too uh, adults-only, over-the-top, but uh, there are going to be some colorful language that's said throughout the show. Um the wrestling itself will be a lot more hard-hitting and impactful than what you're used to watching on TV. So there's an element of violence 
that exists above and beyond um, what a six-year-old might be used to. Um, but it's nothing that, like, my 10-year-old daughter will probably come to the show. She came to the last one. She might ask a couple of questions. Last time she kept asking, like, what was Joey Ryan doing? Um, you know what? I had the same questions myself. If Mr. Ryan could answer these questions. Uh, but, but, for, but, I mean, it, if your child is mature and, and knows that they're, they're seeing a show, it's no different than sitting down with him and watching, like, Rambo or something along those lines. Wow, wow Rambo. That could be a whole other podcast about Sly Stallone movies. But, all right. Here's another question I have. I am now the proud owner of a Feast Championship Wrestling sweatshirt. Yes. And I feel a little awkward because it's about 97 degrees in here. So for the first time in about a week, I'm not wearing it. What merchandise, what memorabilia, what's going to be on sale there? So Beyond has always done a really good job with with uh, merchandising and, and having items available. Um my involvement with Beyond is, is getting a little bit um, extended this particular show uh, to where I'm handling the merchandise end of it. So you'll still have your traditional Beyond Wrestling t-shirts, um, but we're also bringing in some Feast branded stuff, Feast Championship Wrestling t-shirts. The hoodie that you got will be available. Um, some event-specific shirts that you don't often see at independent wrestling shows. There's a... Um, uh, like an old school vintage style event shirt and there's one of the um, the and shirts where you you ever see the shirts like it's like a Beatles it's throwback a name, like yeah. Paul and John and George Ringo well this one is the eight competitors so it says Star and Yuta and Darling so on and so forth and then we're going to do um, a support independent wrestling shirt we're doing uh, framed event posters and then we're going to do some autograph framed event posters and tickets as well alright and you mentioned a couple minutes ago the, the event that you held in the parking lot here at Feast. And oddly enough, I'm, I'm back at Feast, so that's weird. And I've said it now 17 times more than I was supposed to. Any of the competitors from at that outdoor event going to be at this tournament? Yes. Um, Chris Dickinson, the Dirty Daddy, uh, the father of filth. Chris Dickinson, one of my favorite wrestlers. Again, this is for kids, just like John said. <laughs> he, he'll be competing. He has a new initiative right now um, on uh, facilitating the death of cute wrestling. He's very hard-hitting, very in-your-face, probably the most impactful independent wrestler out there right now, and maybe one of the favorites to win the tournament. When he wrestled here in the parking lot, did he have a 12-pack uh, of Del Shandy with yes, him? Yes, he wrestled as the okay. Shand Man here, I, which is I, one of his alter egos. I would like it noted that that was my favorite uh, match of the entire day. But again, I missed. So, in addition to him, Solo Darling will be competing in the tournament. Uh, Solo Darling is a Beyond and Chikara mainstay. She's often accompanied by her dog, Officer Magnum. Um, Obviously. She's an incredibly talented girl. She picked up uh, a victory in the Beyond versus Chikara event that was at the uh, Armory last time they were in town. And uh, she'll be competing the night before in New York for an all-women's show and then coming right down to Rhode Island to enter this tournament. So super excited for Solo Darling. Um, as far as people who competed in the parking lot, for Feast Championship Wrestling, that would be it. But there's everybody 
So there's eight people in the tournament. Those eight people would probably be considered the eight top wrestlers for Beyond Wrestling. And then there's a special attraction match. Anthony Green, the retrosexual, is doing a retribution tour where he's challenging all wrestlers from the 80s and 90s um, and early 2000s using his uh, retro persona to, to kind of throw back. And he is taking on... Uh, a woman on her retirement tour. So it's the retirement tour meets the retribution tour. Uh, Anthony Green versus Victoria from the WWE, uh, also known as Lisa Marie Verone, former WWE Women's Champion, former TNA Impact Knockouts Champion. Uh, wait, okay. I said a minute ago that the Shandy Man fellow was my favorite wrestler ever, but then you just described to me what that other guy is doing, and now I have a new favorite wrestler ever. The retrosexual Anthony Green is your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. Wow. He, that is getting very deep. He has a fantastic persona. He's excellent in the ring. He has two extraordinarily talented and attractive valets. His merchandise is amazing. His mustache is outstanding. There's nothing about Anthony Green that you shouldn't like. Will it be more fun to watch Anthony Green get beaten up or to see him come over victoriously? Well, you can't say victoriously against Victoria, but I just did. I mean, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to I know be you fun. don't know that, but as a fan, would you rather see him get pummeled by her or go, go over and win? So... I'd like to see the Retribution tour continue just because I love seeing the the vintage uh, throwback wrestlers come out, come locally and wrestle somebody like Anthony Green. Um, so I would hate for him to just get like trounced in his first shot out against Victoria. Uh, but Judging by his picture, I'm I'm rooting for him to lose, and I'm rooting for him to lose badly. As long as he looks good in defeat, he still has a case for more. Uh, more uh, matches against legends. By looking good, I would like to see him uh, beaten very bad <laughs> about the face. And yeah, that. so that means he's doing his job he is, perfectly. He, I think I, that's why he's my new favorite wrestler, <laughs> because he is totally doing his job perfectly. All right, so what will people see when they come on Sunday? We're going to walk into the armory. I've been to the Armory for a million reasons. I've never been there for wrestling. And I feel somewhat like a failure, but I'm going to remedy that on Sunday. So the first thing you're going to notice when you walk in right in the middle of the room is going to be a wrestling ring. Oh, really? Uh, That's good to have. It's kind of a requirement. Um, You'll see my merchandise table set up. You'll see Mitchell at the Feast booth doing concessions. You'll see uh, Sam setting up a bar. We're going to be doing a full bar with... uh, Sponsored by Founders and Whalers and Gansett. You'll see our friends at Bulletproof Studios who actually made the prize for the tournament with a booth set up. You'll see Cured Collection uh, out of Providence doing some vintage clothing. Uh, It's going to kind of be, you'll kind of see what I would liken to like a professional wrestling trade show slash event happening. Um, You'll be able to get in close and interact with other fans. Um, the earlier you get there, the, the closer to the ring you can possibly get. Or if you want to stay, kick back a little bit, you'll see cameras there. It's being filmed for broadcast. Um, it's going to be like walking through those doors, and the people who know now know that that exists here, and the people that don't will never know that it exists here because they're not cool enough to get in the front door. Wow. But it's going to be an amazing experience. Now, I don't often... Uh 
practice ambush podcasting, but what everyone's been asking for is more mic time for me at whatever type of event it may be. So obviously, how are we going to facilitate that? I would assume I'll just announce every match or I'll, I'll be up there in between every match or should we work that out later? So, unfortunately... Well, that sounds like a... <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't sound great for Pat's Un- podcast. Unfortunately for you, our uh, announcer is one of the best announcers in the world, Rich Palladino. He'll be announcing the matches. We do <coughs> have... <laughs> What? We do have a commentary team uh, that's coming out. Uh, I can't. One of them is a really special guest, and I don't know if it's been announced yet who it's going to be. So I can't. Uh, we say. can't break that now. All right. Uh, we'll hold up. All right. All right. I don't know. Um, the four people who hear this podcast might get online. <laughs> <laughs> Why you know three others that I don't? <laughs> so Jeff Dronzak, you're listening, right? So so dark matches do exist on the show. Oh, and there might be a chance for you to commentate That's one of those. That's my specialty. Yes. Um, so they never see the light of day. Or if they're really good and you're really good, maybe they do see the light of day. Oh wow. They're just not required to see the light of day where the advertised card wow, is. Everyone is going to be graded. So that. as soon as you come on as the official lawyer for Beyond Wrestling, we will talk about getting you uh, some some commentating. I told you that if you were able to bring 50 people Uh-oh. to the event that you would definitely be able to commentate a match. Uh, I was included in your email chain. And I've seen zero responses back so far. Well, there's been a lot of private uh, rejections. <laughs> I think they wanted to tell the whole group. I know that a month ago you had 20 tickets and you've yet to ask for more. So well, I, we, might, well, we might miss our mark. We're going to be close. But as long though. as we get close and as long as your friends bring the passion, I'll find a place for you somewhere. Oh, so we'll see. That will make everyone happy. I think that's a win-win right there. Um, what are you most looking forward to seeing on Sunday? Because so, I know you're a giant wrestling fan. I'm a huge wrestling fan. This has been a passion of mine forever. And when I came on with Beyond, we came on with Beyond to do the Feast Championship Wrestling stuff, kind of just as an advertising um, experiment for us. Uh, but when we, we did that, and then we did another show with them, and I kind of thought that I could bring an atmospheric change to how the event itself is facilitated. I've been in the food and catering and event business my whole life, and I get inc- I do weddings and bat mitzvahs, and they're all great, um, but I don't have any passion for any of those things. I'm there to sell a service to pay my bills. Yep. With this, it's something different. Um, I love this stuff, and I want to use whatever knowledge and experience I have to give the best experience to anybody walking through the door because while the fan base of Beyond is great, I feel like that fan base needs to be bigger because more people need to see what's happening. And I think a big part of that is um, kind of unraveling the layers of this underground thing that not a lot of people know about and getting exposure to people and part of that is providing a professional look and feel to the show and that's where I come in and that's where what I've always done um, as my strong suit can be a huge benefit uh, to be on wrestling what I want to do is I want to have 
all of the wonderful fans who come to every single show come, and then I want a group of people who have never been to a Beyond show to come, and I want those people to be acquired and become fans and uh, think about the nostalgia of their childhood and what they used to, you know, wrestling was such an inter interwoven part of my life growing up that, that I know that I'm not unique in that, that there's lots of guys in my age group who had the same or similar and I want to give that group of people access like they've never had to, to performers who are local to them that do these, these things that should be seen by a lot more people than they are um, and um, I don't want to downplay the size of Beyond's audience they have 1.25 million YouTube subscribers uh, they're a, a global brand powerhouse. Uh, it's just that their live events are where the experience is at. And I want to try and enhance that experience. I want people to, people to have to turn off their computer and come to the show because they want to feel the show instead of just watching it. Well, I, uh, the only experience I've had with you guys has been the show here in the parking lot of Feast. And I have to say... I have grown up with wrestling. I sort of fell out of touch with it. I had only been to one or two live events. But I invited about 10 people that I knew who were up for anything. And would, and they had probably the best time they've had in a long time doing something they never would have thought of doing. So is this going to be an extension of the atmosphere that was here at Feast that day? Should I be inviting new people? What are your promises to me personally so that people don't beat me up later? So what you're going to see is not only it's it's going to be a very similar atmosphere just it's going to be there's going to be a story arc that happens throughout this. So where Feast was like a one day and we'll do more Feast Championship wrestling in the parking lot but that was like a one day comedy centric show. Um, this is the same cast of characters per se only in a story-driven, almost episodic way of doing it to where we're going to have a three or four event story arc that unfolds. So if you see the first one and you like what you see, you're going to want to continue to see the second iteration of that and the third and the fourth. Okay. And uh, where am I going to see those next events? Great question. We're looking at... So I Boom, want them... Right there. Great question. <laughs> I would like every event to be in and around the East Greenwich area. Um, oh, me too. <laughs> these, are, these are my people. Anywhere I can um, walk. This is, this is the audience. So Beyond has access to an audience, and I have access to an audience. I want the shows to be around my audience because until you guys become rabid fans who are willing to travel to those shows... We have to make it really accessible because there's already a base of rabbit fans who will travel to those shows that exists. Um, so I want them to be in and around the East Greenwich area. We're looking at dates for May for the follow-up show. Uh, oh, I can break something here. Uh-oh. Um, Hold on. Let me put in sound effects here. I don't really have sound <laughs> effects. Go ahead. For our follow-up show, we're going to be bringing back one of the greatest concepts in wrestling history because I own it. We're what concept would you possibly own? The Lethal Lottery. <laughs> so we're going to be doing a Lethal Lottery style event. I have the trademark on Lethal Lottery. I own the domain LethalLottery.com. There's going to be a lot of Lethal Lottery t-shirts available at the Lethal Lottery. If anybody was watching 
WCW circa 1989, 90, 91, and 92. Obviously, everyone who listened to this podcast. <laughs> you remember the Lethal Lottery. <laughs> the four of us. And it was fucking fantastic. Yeah. The Lethal Lottery uh, is now we're swe- <laughs> All right. I will allow you 30 seconds to explain the Lethal Lottery. The Lethal Lottery is a randomized tag team event where opponents are chosen out of a bingo hopper to be... The, you, you form your tag teams, it's opposing tag teams, you have partner against partner, friend against friend, enemy against enemy, you have to align, so on and so forth. Lots of cool things can come of it. 20 guys get randomly put into four tag team matches with 10 winners. Those 10 winners advance to a battle royal. At the end of it all, it's, it's a cluster in the best possible way. Right. Uh, it's something that hasn't been done since the early 90s. And since WCW. It's never been done since WCW stopped doing it. And I'm obsessed with bringing back the Lethal Lottery. <laughs> and that will be through this arc of Beyond Wrestling, whatever chapter of its existence this particular time is, that's going to be incorporated. And as part what, of the story. Is, what is the next chapter of the existence? So, uh, Drew Cordero, the, the founder of Beyond Wrestling, is taking on a project that I give him a ton of credit for doing. He's going, he's doing weekly shows. The, the name of the show that we're doing is called Destination Uncharted Territory. The reason why that's the name is because they do their weekly television show that debuts in April is going to be weekly shows called Uncharted Territory. And where will you see that weekly show? So you can see that on uh, Independent Wrestling TV, on uh, Beyond Online, the, the YouTube channels, and they're I believe uh, you ha- you'd have to talk to him to get the dynamics of broadcasting, but I know okay. they're dealing with lots of major sources to try and get that content out to as many people as possible. I'm um, very old, so I would Google it, and then I would hope that it would pop up. You'll find I'll get you a link to it, and uh, all of our audience will, will for sure know how to, how to access it. Okay. Um, but the reason why it's an, it's uncharted territory is because you just don't see independent wrestling companies do live weekly television. It doesn't happen. Um, that's something that's always been reserved for the biggest players in the game. And now, with with the changes that have come in technology and reach and, and social media, um, you don't have to have a Ted Turner sized budget to get in people's homes on a Wednesday night anymore. Um, you just need a few wildly successful podcasts, I'm assuming. Exactly. You need you need Hence. a podcast that will get tens of listeners <laughs> to harness its... Tens? <laughs> ones. Ones of listeners. Uh, if, it, if, it, if that podcast can harness its ability to get this out there, then there'll be at least eight viewers for the show. Um, but it, it allows access to, like, a big part of... of you know the audiences for pro wrestling aren't even U.S. based, um, and now you can be in those people's face every week, uh, and it's more more than just random clips on YouTube. It's something that has a start and a finish, and, and a stories that are involved. And even if it it's not going to be at the level of a WWE or an AEW or a New Japan or a Ring of Honor, it's still something that. Um, can amass that cult following and can be uh, looked at as must-watch television, whereas for the hardcore, hardcore, hardcore wrestling fan, they'll watch WWE on Monday, they'll watch AEW on Tuesday, 
they'll watch Beyond on Wednesday with NXT. They'll watch SmackDown on Friday. They'll watch TNA on Thursday. Uh, it can be incorporated. It, you know, for the guy who invests 15 hours, 20 hours a week in wrestling, it can be incorporated there. For the guy like me, who only has two hours to, of, of television time total a week, I'm going to give that to Beyond before I give it to anybody else because I'm now invested in these characters and these people. And I've been eight feet away from Chris Dickinson as he's had some of the most intense matches I've ever seen. So now I want to see that dude. And I want to see what he's capable of. And I don't really care if I watch Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins wrestle because I don't know them. I know Chris Dickinson. You know what I mean? I'm so happy that I'm one of the three people listening that will understand what he just said. Uh, so the plan is to become more episodic and have more involvement both with the fan and a storyline going forward. Yes. Um, so if I come to the show on Sunday, which it appears very likely that I've freed most of my social calendar around it. At the end of that show, someone will have a title shot. And you have to see how that plays out, don't you? Well, I was going to ask a question, but I guess <laughs> you're going to jump the gun. No, so if I come to that show on Sunday starting fresh, never having seen any of this, do you think by the end of it, as an average viewer, I will be invested in what's going on and will understand it? I do because this is kind of a jumping off point. There's no stories that you're coming into the middle of. Uh, there's no, you know, playoff of things that have happened in the past. There's a... You know, there's definitely dynamic that has existed and beyond, and there's tension between a guy like David Starr and a guy like Chris Dickinson, and then there's the fact that Josh Briggs has gone unpinned for for a ton of matches at this point, uh, and that Jordan Grace is uh, the winner of the tournament for Tomorrow Women's, and Wheeler Yuta's the winner of the tournament for Tomorrow. So there's all of these small stories for the for the the avid beyond fan that already exists but for a new fan you don't have to worry about those nuance what you have to worry about is these are eight people i'm going to determine who i'm a fan of from here one of them is going to earn a title shot against the champion and the other seven i'll either like them dislike them uh want to see more of them or won't and then you can make your decisions from there and see where they go going forward but you're not going to be in the dark on anything because anything that exists storyline leading up to this uh, doesn't affect the outcome. It's like The Matrix 2. You can still watch it. It's all right standalone. It's better than Matrix 3, not better than Matrix 1. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, so this is the guy I go back to for the second podcast ever because obviously everyone is in on the comparison to Matrix 1 and Matrix 2. <laughs> There's five people in the world that have seen both of those movies. All right, I would like to make my predictions for what's going to happen at the tournament. I think the guy that I saw in the parking lot, you said his name. Chris Dickinson. Chris Dickinson. He is probably the most entertaining person I've seen live in the last five years. And I hope that other fella, Victoria, really beats him to within an inch of his life. Really good predictions. Uh, Chris Dickinson has to be considered one of the three favorites to win the tournament. Um, I know in an eight-man tournament, having three favorites is... <laughs> really? You're really <laughs> playing the odds <laughs> um, I've got seven top picks in this eight-man tournament. This is what I feel. I, I have no yeah. idea. I'm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning toward like a Jordan Grace or Josh Briggs. 
So now I'm going to have to pull back the money I bet. No, Chris Dickinson is a really safe bet. Uh, Chris Dickinson is for sure one of the favorites to win this tournament. Uh, the interesting thing for me, though, is that I've never seen any of these guys wrestle more than once in one night. And in order to win the tournament, you have to how? win three matches. Poof. Three matches. And how long is the show again? Uh, it, it's sure. Doors open at four. It's probably going to go three, three and a half hours-ish, something like that. Oof. You got a... Uh, Oh, I mean... No, that's a long time to win the tournament. was like three. No, no, I'm not criticizing <laughs> that. thing was terrible. <laughs> you're missing the point. What I'm saying is, in order to win that tournament, you're going to have to be out there a while. Yeah, you're going to, I mean, you're going to have to be out there a while against progressively better competition. Yeah. So, I mean, even if... The, the guy who's going to be the favorite is the guy who gets the quick surprise win in the first round and has plenty of time to rest... The guy at the disadvantage is going to be the one who has the hardest road to the finals. And we don't know where that's going to land because the bracket hasn't been released yet. All right. Well, as always, I want to make my prediction at the end. My money is on Chris Dickinson. I know nothing other than I've seen him wrestle once, and he was amazing. So this will conclude the 10-part series of interviewing you. I'm not interviewing you anymore. So don't come up with anything more interesting that I want to interview you about. Um, I'll always be here for when the audience starts to decline no. again. No. And you need me to bring them right back around. <laughs> this is like a ratings booth. Go back to <laughs> I know. Well, this guy is very full of himself. Whenever if it's you anchor have... podcasting sweeps week, you call a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Is the big numbers on Sweetsley. If you ever want to come to talk to John about wrestling, I would come to Feast. Uh, it, uh, the address is... 431 Main Street in East Greenwich. Come down here. If I have two customers now that actively participate, but if anybody wants to come down here and challenge me to wrestling trivia, we will go back and forth. And if you win... So I ask you a question. If you get it right, you ask me a question. If you beat me, I buy you your first beer. Wow. I should try a beer sometimes because it seems like you have quite a selection. <laughs> I'm not a big drinker, so I wouldn't do that. Uh, I want to thank you again for your time. Thank you, I want to say that maybe we'll do a live podcast on Sunday from the event because I think that would be a lot of fun. But uh, knowing my ability to carry this microphone around, probably not. Whatever you want to do, my brother. There you go. You can commentate every match if you want to just bring this microphone with you and then just overlay you know what? That's it not on the video about footage. It's me talking about it. Wow, that guy just did something amazing. All right. Well, thank you again, and uh, I will see everyone on Sunday. All right. Thanks, guys.